It's like 70, 80 degrees, and we're almost toward the end of December. It's so bizarre. There's people ice skating and then other people in shorts. Yeah, it's real weird. I just did my work holiday party and then went outside in like just a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. It's like, what is this? It feels so weird. <laughs> Morgan had the coolest background idea. So, like, many people are doing today. We have these virtual events and they had kind of a background competition and she pulled like a bunch of really cool Christmassy holiday pubs and did a bar crawl. (laughs) Yeah, I kept changing my background. I was like, I want a holiday bar crawl. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best idea yet. I was pretty proud of that one. That was good. We're at peak creativity with our virtual lives. Yes, absolutely. Man, I cannot believe next week is Christmas. It's so weird. It really snuck up on us. And I I mean, again, like, so Sarah's in D.C. with me right now. And D.C. is having, like, another breakout of COVID. So we're like, I don't even know that we'll have a Christmas again. Yeah. Last year, we didn't. And it was the best Christmas yet. Yeah. (laughs) Because we just stayed at home. It snowed. We just got drunk and ate food. With just us, and that was so fun. It was awesome, honestly, and had, like, a really great breakfast. And, you know, honestly, this year, I'm just, like, not real into anything. I literally have only bought gifts for Morgan's dog, (laughs) quite literally. And I haven't even put my tree or decorations up. That is how I'm feeling this year, you guys. It's rough. It's a weird year. I do have my decorations up and I'm feeling the spirit, but I haven't done gifts yet. I'm kind of like, do we need to do gifts? I don't know. I don't know. It's such a hard thing. Everyone wants to have them under the tree and open them. And then I'm over here like, let's just do something cool together. But yeah, people talk about that and then it never happens and people get gifts anyways. And it's just like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But we hope that, you know, if you all have listened to our Slapsgiving episode, we hope that if you are having a Christmas gathering, that maybe you can find some creative ways if yours tends to be stressful to um, make it less stressful. Yeah, absolutely have your little traditions. You know, it's funny, Morgan and I are always like, I hope that our family doesn't get us like those gifts that, you know, aren't useful to us. And we wind up giving away, Mm -hmm. not doing anything with. One thing that her mom is notorious for, bizarrely, is olive oil. Yes. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Which I use. I mean, I do always go through it, but I'm just like, oh, another bottle of olive oil. (laughs) (laughs) Some bougie olive oil. Here we go. Yep. (laughs) For the year. All the olive oil for the year. Well, I usually go through it pretty quick. Yeah. I, use, I use a bottle in like a month or two, but yes, always gifts olive oil or just re-gift something I gave her from the year before. And I'm like, oh, that's not rude at all. <laughs> Literally, she gets her gifts back. <laughs> yeah, she's done. I got her a massage gift card. I got both my parents gifts, gift cards to get a massage one year. And the next year, they literally both gave the gift cards back to me. 
Yeah. And I was like, okay. Are we not going to talk about this? I guess I'm going to go get a massage then since neither one of you two did. So a couple years ago, we tried really hard to change it up with the family and do like a white elephant dirty Santa. And we explained it thoroughly. Like what kind of gift you get, how much you spend. They were still just like thoroughly confused the entire time. Yeah, they had never done something like that. We we tried to do the one where you can steal and... It just didn't work out. Although I got a salt lamp that I still have on my nightstand right now. Yeah. So I was happy about it. I don't know if anyone else left happy. Yeah. Well, I left with olive oil. Okay. <laughs> so. It's about there's right. There's that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, it's kind of funny when you get to the holiday season. First of all, can anyone explain to me why all of the holidays are jammed into basically a two-month stretch? Seriously. (laughs) We need some time between these things. Damn. All together at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to see y'all three times in a month and a half. Maybe we slow it down. Spread this shit out a little bit. Yes. Make it throughout the year. Whoever came up with that, good Lord. Like, it's a hard time and it's stressful. And, you know, it's really funny. Most people are, you know, stressed about having to get up and go to all the family and just everything, you know, from a social standpoint that we have expectations for here in the United States is is just so bizarre. Mm -hmm. You know, I do. Do I? The money. Like just how much money you have to spend. Yeah. I really do hope that people slow down and just take some time. I mean, COVID's kind of forced us to. So hopefully you guys will get to enjoy yourselves and take time for yourselves and not be stressed running about from place to place. And it's almost like a mini wedding thon. It's like you don't even Mm -hmm. hardly get to sit and enjoy or remember anything because you're running around trying to see everyone in a day. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like really important to try to like find some peace yeah. and rest and relaxation. Absolutely. Um, we didn't introduce ourselves, but I'm Morgan, the younger cousin. Oh, yeah. I'm Sarah, the older cousin <laughs> who is visiting Morgan, the younger cousin, in her home That's right. in D.C. And I'm very happy about it. I got in last night and yeah. I cannot wait to spend the next couple of days here with her. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm having a minor procedure. Maybe I'll talk about it on another episode, not this one. Um, And so Sarah is up here caring for me, being my caretaker, and then we're going to go home for the holidays. Yeah, we're going to drive back, spend some time at Sarah's house. Yep, so that'll be, that'll be, you know, it'll be what it is. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to make the best of it. But we're we're together. Yeah, exactly. Um, So last week, you know, was a heavy one where I was telling, you know, my second grade story. So we thought this week we would switch it up you know, kind of go into some lighter, funnier stories, um, mostly about Sarah, well, all about Sarah's mom. Uh, and we'll start with one <clears throat> Christmas story. Like, well, I guess yeah. that's not where we're starting, is it? Well, close. So, um, I mean, kind of first off, my mother is in really bad health present day. She is in the hospital for the 18th time, and it is just a very stressful and terrible situation for me, for her mom. Um, it's, really heavy stuff. So I like to look back and kind of think of the funnyisms that she would always spit out. So this lady has always been notorious for just having the most bizarre things come out of her mouth. You never knew what was coming. And she has a very childlike spirit. So oftentimes it's just like, oops. Yeah. And she's hilarious and there's no filter. Yeah. Like, absolutely no filter. Like, what is going from her head is coming straight out of her mouth, and it's it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, like, 
get mad at her because you can tell she's not maliciously doing it. It's just who (laughs) she is as a person. So, So we'll back up about 11 years ago. No, I'm sorry. 21 years ago, I just aged myself a little bit. I wish it was 10 years ago. We're going to go back 21 years, about the turn of the century. Yep. (laughs) Yes. After we survived Y2K that next year, I started dating my child's father. And it was, there was a little bit of an age gap. I had just turned 17. And I had already been like staying away from home, staying with friends. Mm-hmm. I was gone a lot. I had, you know, dated some. I very much was, you know, trying to stay out of the house as much as possible during this time because it really was a time where my mom's alcoholism and addiction, you know, started, you know, getting worse. And so my, you know, response was to escape. So I met him through a mutual coworker. I worked at a country club and I had a mutual coworker who worked with him at a convenience store. And so we had met and he was coming to pick me up from my home for our first date. He was 21 and he had a muscle car. It was a Mustang. Definite bad boy vibes. Oh, big bad boy vibes. Definitely. Project boy, all of that stuff that us women love to, you know, try to tackle. You know how it is when you're young. And he... Definitely had been smoking pot. I mean, it reeked of marijuana in the car. (laughs) I go and get in and I'm like, I feel like I've escaped. You know, I'm out. I'm in the car. I'm like, yes, we didn't have any interaction with the parental figures. At this point, like, so you're going on your first date, like... Had you given him any information of like? Hell no. He was just—he's coming to pick you a seventeen-year-old, you seventeen-year-old up for her first date, and like, has and he's no, twenty-one, and he's twenty-one. He has no information. No, and I'm sure he was already skeptical. Like, oh, yes. this girl is under age, yeah. you know. But obviously, I was really mature at the that age. I was out on my own a lot. I was working, and so I was like, it's fine, it's fine. I figured my mom would be like in her zone, you know, in the evening and not even notice. Well, she noticed because before he could pull off, here she comes out the front door flagging us down. And I'm like, oh, shit. And his face was just like, what the fuck is about to happen? Am I going to be in trouble? This underage girl that I have with me. Did you have a moment where you were like, oh, is she going to come be a parent? (laughs) A little bit. Not really. (laughs) Not really. He was nervous and I was going, it's fine. I promise. It's fine. I'm reassuring him. So she gets to his side, roll down the window, you know, and he rolls down the window. She goes, hi, I'm Sarah's mom. He's like, nice to meet you. Introduced himself. And she goes, how old are you? And I mean, obviously, that's scaring the shit out of him because he's like, oh, God, this bitch does care. She's this girl's lied to me. And he goes, I'm 21. And she goes, oh, well, good. Will you run down here to the liquor store and get me some whatever vodka before y'all leave? (laughs) The look on this man's face was just like, what just fucking happened? I just picked up an underage girl. Her mom comes running out. To ask me how old I was and was relieved when I was of age to buy (laughs) alcohol for her so that she didn't have to leave after she'd been drinking so that she could continue to self-medicate while I'm gone with her daughter. Right. (laughs) No, no questions of like, what are your intentions with my daughter? When are you going to bring her home? Just treat her good. (laughs) None of that. Can you go? Then she also say, and can you give me a pack of cigarettes? too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then stop down there at the other store, you know, and get me a pack of whatever. Carl Marl. 
barrel, blah, 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 you know? And he's just like, he looks at me. He's like, did that really just happen? I was like, yes. Is she serious? Yes. <laughs> We've got to go buy some vodka before we leave. <laughs> Um, so that really started the, the tone with our relationship yeah. out pretty well, gave him a little peek into, but little did he know that was just right around the corner from that year's Christmas. And that was his first Christmas. He came over to my parents' house. And the big thing with my parents as we became adults is they would do breakfast. Yeah. And so oftentimes I was always the first one there. I was the early one, the one on time. And my siblings would often arrive later. So this particular year we get there. My stepdad is like in a great mood. He did all the cooking. It's ready. My mom seems to be in a good mood. And we decide, hell, everybody's hungry. So the four of us sit down to go ahead and start breakfast. And we dish out our food. We've got our eggs and our casserole. And I could tell something was up by the smirk on my mom's face. (laughs) She was never good at hiding her expressions, especially when she was being devious. And so we're a couple bites in and my mom looks over at fresh new boyfriend who is young and goes, (laughs) my husband and I had relations this morning. He came in me. Just as straight-faced as shit, just like that. I've never seen two grown men choke on eggs the way that those two did between my stepdad and the boyfriend. And I'm just sitting there like all the blood rushes out of my body. I'm 17. I'm mortified. that the, I'm still processing the words that actually came out of her mouth. And, of course, my stepdad is just so embarrassed. What? Why you gotta say shit like that? Why you gotta talk about our personal business? And so, on the Lord's birthday of all days. <laughs> Dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> like, at this point, all I have to say, and uh, my son's father and I are, are still friends today, and, you know, we've been through a lot together, but mm-hmm. that man was warned, okay? <laughs> he knew what he was getting into. Within the first couple months, he got a great picture of what I went through at home and what my family was like, <laughs> and uh, it just continued to get pretty much raw from there. Um, yep. You know, if we go into the next year, it was actually the hor- horrific event of 9-11 occurred, and my mother took me and the same boyfriend on a trip to Biloxi, Mississippi, to a property to review it. And it was a casino property. Mm. And again, I'm still, I think I had just turned 18. Yeah, I had just turned 18. So we go on this trip with this woman. And again, she's continuing to delve into substances. Mm-hmm. Hardcore at this point. And I'm like, yay, maybe I'll have a good trip with my mom. Maybe it's going to be good. Maybe nothing crazy will happen. Oh, no. So, first of all, security at the airports is high. Like, everybody's on high alert. We're going through scans we've never done before. They're checking everybody's shit. And I kept getting aggravated because we had a layover. And then every two seconds, this woman disappeared and was going to the bathroom. Mm. That woman has never used the bathroom that much. So disappear, disappear, disappear. And I'm just like, what is going on with her? (laughs) I'm like, whatever. So we get to the property. We get to our room. And my mother is the most unmodest person you will ever meet in your entire 
life. Yes. Woman never wears clothes. She's hot a lot. I get that. But my poor brothers would just have to learn how to dodge as children because she always ran around the <laughs> like bathroom and, and her bedroom area naked. Which my mom does the same. I don't yeah. know what it is with them being sisters and never wearing clothes, but... Yeah, while they're getting ready. It's yeah. a thing. Like, they never have clothes on. It's just something I grew accustomed to, I suppose. Yeah. And so I go to go in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom. People using the bathroom together in my family. I mean, we had six people in, like, a bathroom to share, okay? Like, <laughs> we're used to using the bathroom in front of each other. And the door is locked. And I'm like, what in the hell? This woman <laughs> never locks the door. No. She never is modest. I'm like, what are you doing in there? What is going on? And then I start putting the pieces together. And I'm like, this bitch is doing blow. Mm-mm. Yeah. This bitch has smuggled blow all the way through cocaine, all the way through all of the airports to Biloxi, <laughs> Mississippi, doing it, like, repeatedly during our trip. And so I get the door open, <laughs> and there she is. And I was like, are you kidding me? Have you seen TSA? Like, you could have went to jail. There were drug dogs. Like, apparently they were on their stuff that day. I don't know. Well, I just put it in my bra. So... You think that that's safe? Well, they don't touch your bra. Well, lady, like, you have some balls, okay? Like, what in the world? Are you serious right now? Of course, my parents and their candor spirit. You want some? You know, I mean, that's like what I was faced with as a teenager and early adult. Like, oh, would you want some? And it's just like, no, I don't want any of pissed at you right now. Somebody has to be sober. Yes. I'm not going to jail with you. Literally. This is why I say, like, she is literally the luckiest woman. Like, she's a cockroach. Like, just, yeah. She gets away with everything. Everything. Literally everything. And so, of course, right after that prompts, well, the door's open. She just gets butt-ass naked right in front of the boyfriend, (laughs) who is like, what? Oh, hell, you know what? (laughs) What are you doing? What is going on? And it's just like, she doesn't care. You're just going to have to look away. You have to take take responsibility for your own body and eyes (laughs) because she doesn't care about them. (laughs) So, yeah, I, you know, some of the things I went through with her and, you know, there were definitely good times. So I was telling Morgan uh, a few minutes ago, one of the best, like, holiday-ish, like winter-ish memories I have is when I was six, she took me up to the mountains, just me and her, which she was remarried and I had three siblings. So, you know, we didn't get a lot of alone time. And that memory is like one of my best memories with my mom. We did all kinds of cool stuff together. She taught me how to snow ski. I still remember falling and this skier jumping over me and her just like losing her shit (laughs) on this skier for jumping over me. Um, But, you know, those were definitely some great times. I still enjoy snow skiing today and and hope to do it more the next year or so. So, you know, again, like Morgan mentioned, like our parents loved us. They always did their best. They always provided. And unfortunately, (laughs) with some of them, there's just the addiction and the the mental health Mm -hmm. issues. You can't forget the other first date story of hers when Sarah's uh, one of her brother's brought his he was going on a date um with his now wife yes and the first time sarah's mom met the now wife she the first thing she said to her was well don't forget to pee if you have sex you'll get a uti if you don't 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And people who have not been exposed to this type of interaction, I mean, it's mortifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, insinuating that they're having sex. <laughs> and here, here my mom is just trying to give some good advice. And that's <laughs> just not wrong. That's how it comes out, man. You know, and it's like stuff. I tell you what, I bet she remembers to pee after sex. Cannot forget it after that. Hell no. After your uh, new boyfriend's mom tells you when you first meet her. When you're traumatized. <laughs> literally, first time meeting her. <laughs> like, come on, lady. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> she really is so funny, though. And, you know, she'd always be kind of flirty with guys and stuff. Yes. Which would crack me up because sometimes it would be, like, my boyfriend's brother or friend and... They would get a kick out of it, you know, because she would just, I mean, her, she was handsy. She's a toucher. She's a feeler. (laughs) I mean, there was probably some definite harassment happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some, like, I'm sure she, or I know she would say some real explicit shit to them and they would be like, their faces are just immediately so red. Yeah. Like, what do you, how do you respond or react to this lady and what's coming out of her mouth? There's not a good answer. No. So um, fast forward about a decade from then, and I was living in Texas with my child father, the same boyfriend from the first story. And that year, notoriously, my house started being called the dry house because, (laughs) I don't know, I was on like this holistic, like, want to heal everybody notion, I guess. And I was just like, I'm tired of this addiction. I'm just going to fix it all. (laughs) (laughs) Take take matters into my own hands. Come down to Texas. (laughs) I have plenty of room. (laughs) Little did you know I'm going to chain you up and lock the door. (laughs) Well, (laughs) my mother came to visit. (laughs) And we were very much in our opioid phase where she was getting pills using pills, running out of pills, and buying pills. And so, you know, I I knew going into the trip, she had her prescription. I knew how many she had. I didn't keep up with them because we tried that several times. My dad used to buy safes. She would break them um, Mm because he would try to administer her medicine for her. (laughs) It never worked. He he tried everything, y'all. It it didn't work. Mm -mm. (laughs) And so... You know, we're a week or two into the trip and, you know, I'm having a pretty good time with her. She's behaving, you know, a little bit and we're getting to go out and do some things until she runs toward the end of her prescription, you know, about, I don't know, 28 days early. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like you had 45 pills. (laughs) Like, what happened? (laughs) And she's like, I don't know, but if you don't take me to get some more, she would she was like, I'm going to throw myself down your stairs. I was like, (laughs) go ahead, bitch, because I am not taking you anywhere. You will lay there and suffer. (laughs) And I was dead serious. I was like, I'm tired of this bullshit. You're going to get off of them. You don't need them. They mess up your head. You will suffer while I'm throwing myself down the stairs. Have at it. I am not taking you to the hospital. Like, I will I will care for you myself and do what I need to do to make sure you stay alive. You know, like, I'm not taking you to get pills. And so this was like a huge fight toward the end of her trip. And I, I lo and behold, she did not throw herself down my stairs. She very much wanted to. But I think she knew I was serious yeah. about not calling an ambulance or taking her to the hospital, no matter what was broken. And 
she started going through withdrawals, of Mm -hmm. course, which are horrific. They truly are, like, all joking aside, withdrawals off of opioids and a lot of substances, especially opioids and alcohol, are just, like, it's the worst experience for your body to go through, especially if you don't have anything to offset the symptoms. Well, we're (laughs) mid-withdrawal, and it's time to go back home. And we've got to get her to an airport that's like 45 minutes from my house. (laughs) I know where this story's going. (laughs) And it's early. It's like 3 a.m. And she's feeling like shit. And I mean, I feel bad for her. I do. Like, it's not like I'm just like a heartless bitch. I'm feeling bad for her. I know she's got the shits real bad (laughs) and all the things that come along with it. Because you're constipated when you're on pills. And when you go off of them, yeah, shit. A lot. (laughs) Especially, <laughs> especially if you go off of them abruptly. Yep. <laughs> and so I've got my toddler. I've got, you know, the husband at the time. I'm in the back seat with her. And it's, you know, every couple minutes, oh, God, I got to go, you know. And we're having to stop at all of these restaurants or convenience stores on the way because she's shitting, like, <laughs> constantly. So we get to this little stretch where there's not really a stop. <laughs> she's screaming. And again, the woman is funny as shit. So, like, <laughs> I'm laughing uncontrollably because she's like, I'm going to shit. Oh, God. Oh, and she's like raising up off the seat. And she's like, it's coming, you know. And the husband's like, oh, God, are you shitting in my seat? You know, and I'm just like laughing uncontrollably. There's nothing I can do with my body at this point. This woman is killing me with her comments. She's shitting on herself. And we finally get pulled over in a jack-in-the-box and go to the one-stall bathroom. And she's like, you got to help me. I'm like, oh, hell no. But I go. And I'm going to tell you that those little napkins they use, there are not enough in the world to clean up a post-opioid shit job. Like, it was so bad. Clothes got thrown away. Like, I've got these, you know, the little fold ones that are tiny. And I'm like, I've got a bazillion of them. And I'm like trying to help her clean herself. It's everywhere. God. And these people, I feel so bad for the people that worked in that store. I want to just tip them because I used right. the bathroom. But we got her back into some sort of shape. The car was a whole different story at that God. point. But we have to finish making it to the airport yeah. to get there. You got to return this issue. You can't keep it. You can't keep yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, we get the car. You good? You good? Yeah. We're going to make it. You'll have pills when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> you just gotta make it. <laughs> oh no. God. The things that I have been through. And so of course her jokes to everybody when she got home was the the Sarah Dry House. <laughs> you don't wanna go to Texas to the Sarah Dry House. The Texas Dry House. Sounds like a fucking horror movie. <laughs> I assure you it felt like a horror movie. <laughs> During that entire trip. (laughs) (laughs) The Texas dry house. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. It didn't work, y'all, by the way. (laughs) I I do have a lot more information and insight, and I have, like, schematically planned out, like, retreats and, like, organizations I could totally start up at this point to try to help people because I have way more tools at my disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And information, and I might be able to do it successfully. Unfortunately, with my mom, it's a little too far past, but maybe it'll help with somebody else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've run your own dry house at this point. Yes. She was not the only patient that year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. That just goes to show you, no matter how hard or how much you want someone to be better, they are not going to be until they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely the lesson that we have had to learn the hard way over and over and over. Yeah. Maybe you're still learning it. I don't know. I think we've pretty much learned it, but. Yeah. Well, you know, relapse is part of the process. And that's what Morgan and I have experienced a lot is improvement and then relapse and improvement and then relapse. And you want to be optimistic and positive and love your family and support them. But at the same time, when you go through that cycle so many times, it's just like you start getting false hope. And then the minute you start getting comfortable when things are going well is whenever the bottom falls out again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Relly's crying outside the door. (laughs) I do love the funny stories with her, though, because there are so many. Like, she is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, she's so funny. I will say I had a bachelorette party uh, for that same marriage, and a friend of mine called a male stripper. And (laughs) I was young and very... Uh, bashful still. So I was mortified. <laughs> this man came in and was like trying to dance on me and make my hands touch his body. I, I was like a cat <laughs> in water. But boy, he got more than he he desired with my mom. Because <laughs> that woman had her hands all the way in his drawers. <laughs> she was I... like, you gotta feel. I was like, no. <laughs> like, I have pictures. She she got the money's worth that night. I mean, oh, she enjoyed that all the dancing. She enjoyed all the feels. <laughs> oh, and you know what's so funny about that story? <laughs> I forgot this part. So apparently there's this game that sometimes people used to play at bachelorette parties where you have a bag that no one can look in but you reach your hand in and you grab an object and fill it and then guess what it is right okay except for it's sex toys okay yeah okay so we play this entire game like the whole party everybody's like filling in like oh you know anal beads or a dildo or Whatever. Yeah. Like it goes around and it's so funny. Ooh ha ha. And then it comes out after the fact that those were all my parents' toys. Not shut up. I'm dead. Wait, serious. I have never heard you that. You didn't know. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Are you serious? Yes. Everyone died. Of course, my mom's proud. She's got her smirk. Those oh, are, I, I those can are mine. See the smirk. I cleaned them. Bitch, nobody cares. I just <laughs> touched my mom's sex toys. God. Morgan was just barely too young to attend to this event. Yeah, I was. She was in the wedding. But I swear to you, anyone who attended that party will tell you to this day that they will never forget. They were not new toys. Don't put my mom in charge of games, okay? That's all I have to say moving forward. Do not let this bitch run anything sexual because it's going to get real, real fast. It's going to get out of control. I have never heard that story until now. That is, I have no words. They're mine. I'm not shocked. What? I can see her being so fucking proud and I can see the little shit. grin on her face. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. And everybody's like, wait, you're supposed to use new toys. (laughs) Well, I already had them. (laughs) I washed them. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Does it even matter if you did? Oh, I will never, ever forget that party for the rest of my life with my mom's interactions. (laughs) My God. I'm so mad that I had to miss it because I was like in middle school. Yeah, you were. (laughs) It would have been real weird if I was there. Yeah. You'd probably be even more traumatized today after filling up my parents' sex toys. (laughs) Exactly. Before I was even having sex. Oh my God. We didn't, I didn't 
think we would get so sexual and bodily function ish in this episode, but here we are. Anytime you talk about my mom, that's true. She's a sexual woman. That's true. It's going to happen. I mean, I remember once I got to the age where I was like, you know, having boyfriends and stuff, she'd be like, well, how big is he? And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like 12, I'm 13, I'm 14. And I'm not telling you anyways, what the fuck? I, she would just look at you straight, like straight yeah. face. It was She got pleasure out of doing shit like that. Yes, she did. <laughs> it was like a game to her. Yes. I, will, I mean, people are always like, well, when, how old are you when your parents talk to you? I'm like, I was so young, I can't even remember. I remember being mortified at the age of six because I was watching a movie and my mom goes, did you see he had a heart on? I'll never forget this conversation. God. And I was like, what? She was like, he had a heart on. I was like, I don't know what that means. Well, men's penises get erect and change sizes. I will never forget how mortified I was learning that fact about men and her telling me that. And I'll never forget that movie. I'll never forget any of that experience because, you know, I think there's a great balance between being transparent with your kids and not hiding stuff. But this woman was always just all out. I knew about sex and all the pieces at a very young age. Thanks to her. Yes, there were never secrets. She wanted everybody to know about some sex. (laughs) Yeah, she loved to talk about sex. I forget that that was was a big thing for her. Yes. Look, she loves the the pleasures in life. She loves sex, have a good drink, have a good drug, you know. She just... She's had a fun time, y'all. She has had a a little too much fun throughout her lifetime. Ending it a little early. But uh, she definitely has enjoyed many things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Except the dry house. She did not enjoy that. <laughs> she did not. She also did not have sex at the dry house. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that piece as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember we used to go to the beach. And this was something that happened, like, every year. You know, again, there was, like, four kids. They would sneak out early in the morning, like, at sunset, and go to the beach and sleep, like, I guess, have relations on the beach before the sun came up. Because oh one year they woke up and the sheet was like halfway in the ocean because they had fallen asleep. Oh. <laughs> and that was in Florida. I remember that happening. But yeah, they would totally disappear. Thank God. Yeah, and thank go, God they left. <laughs> and go down to the beach. Like, she made sure to get her time in. And I know that my stepdad enjoyed <laughs> his pleasures, <laughs> his end of the deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe that's why he dealt with so much of her shit for so long. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was real good. God. <laughs> it's like, look, you can't embarrass me. People that are like, oh, I'm so sorry, or I'm going to be explicit, and I'm like, you're good. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I am desensitized from yeah. anything sexual. <laughs> yeah, if you only knew my mother. <laughs> Literally. She will embarrass everybody. <laughs> Which is so funny because, like, you know, my mom, her sister, and then our Nana, you know, her mother. They're both, like, so modest and, like, you know, they're very much like, oh, you have to be a lady and, you know, all the things. I mean, just recently, you know, after one of or after my latest breakup, my Nana was like, well, maybe with the next man, you'll wait until you're married. I was like, oh, I was literally like, no, but like, they're both so modest. And then your mom is just like fucking wild as shit. Yeah. You know, it 
annoys the... I mean, it bothers them so much. Yes, she's the baby. She's bald as shit. That conversation was hilarious because we had a spinoff from it. Like, why the hell would I want to wait? <laughs> until I'm married to find out, like, what if... Yeah, like, what the hell? Or, I'm supposed to wait until I'm married? Or the sex is terrible. Like, mm-mm. You said something really good back then. I know. I don't remember either. I was like, you got me fucked up. I, mean, I didn't say that to her. But I was like... Well, what I said to her, actually, quite literally, was uh, I she... She said, you know, maybe with the next man, you'll wait until you're married. And keep in mind, this is the same woman who's already told me that I'm past marrying age. So I guess she's just like, you know, brainstorming of ways that it'll work for me out next time, you know. And I was like, no, I said, I have no interest in that. I said, "Um, I actually enjoy sex. So I wouldn't want to wait until I'm married to have sex again. And of course, she didn't say anything. Yeah. And I was just like, women are allowed to enjoy sex too, Nana. And she was like, well, yeah, well, you know, men won't respect you. And I was like, I don't want to be with a man who can't respect the fact that I enjoy having sex. <laughs> no, thank you. You got me fucked up. Like, this is this is a part of the entire equation, Nana. Like, this is important yeah. for me and Morgan. Intimacy is a big thing, okay? It's not a task. Yeah, as it should be. We like to participate. <laughs> Women enjoy sex, too. <clears throat> PSA. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, could you imagine waiting and then it being, like, terrible and then no. you're stuck? No. Abs- and what what am I supposed to do? What are we going to do until we get married? What are, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Hang out? <laughs> Hold hands? Chat? <laughs> That's a lot of time to fill. I mean, I imagine, you know, maybe, like, at least a year engagement and dating. That's another year. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with two years? Not fuck this man? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll be bored as shit. Absolutely not. You know, there's only so many date ideas you can do. You have to have sex eventually. Intimacy. It's a huge thing. Sorry, Nana. Not waiting. Yeah. Yeah. From the woman who packed a bag, what, at her prom? Yeah. Yeah. Packed a hidden bag at her prom and ran off with her first husband. Because then, with society views, you needed to be married. And so they went to where they could get married. Yep. In another state. I guess so that they could have relations. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't think I want to get married just so I can have sex, sex with the man. Because what if it's all bad? And then I got to go pay for a divorce. It's expensive. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> We're going to do it our way, Nana. We're going to do it our way. Yeah. Sorry. We'll see how it goes. I'll, we'll let her know. <laughs> We had no idea this episode was going to turn into a sex episode. We started off with a Christmas story, and I mean, it was a Christmas story about sex. <laughs> so, here we are. It's really hard to not go down that road with my mother, as everyone who's been fondled by her or knows her <laughs> can respect. That's, yeah, that's fair. Take true. it as a compliment, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my Lord. gosh. Well, I mean, you know, my wish for all of you is that this Christmas, you two have great sex Christmas morning. So good that you, you know, can't even hold in the details at the Christmas morning breakfast. Yes. With your biscuits. (laughs) Be talking about that shit, man. Yes. As you spread that butter on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's our Christmas wish for all of you all. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, that's our wish. Our holiday wish for you. Yes. Please share. (laughs) (laughs) This is now a sex podcast. (laughs) 
We're now sex therapists. We're going to desensitize talking about sex. (laughs) Yeah, we're just taking a a whole 180 with this podcast now. (laughs) Everything is going to be about sex from now on. (laughs) Oh. Um, We did that at the same time. Yeah, we did. Gosh, but no, for real, you guys, we hope that you take time for yourselves. Again, reach out to us. We want to hear from more of you and really build this community. We are in the countdown to get the social media launch that we have promised, and it is going to happen. Yep. We have our shit together. We're together. Yeah, we're together for like the next week and a half, so we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, we're going to launch it. We're going to provide platform for us to connect and talk uh, more openly and we cannot wait to meet more of you and have that community and you know we know it's a dark time we know it's a hard time for some of us so we want to make sure that we're there for each other yeah if you need somebody reach out we're here yeah yeah absolutely we'll say our email again it's familytraumapod at gmail.com dms whatever and yeah keep an eye out for when we have our facebook and all that good stuff and yeah, we want to hear from you all. Absolutely. So uh, stay safe and get a therapist if you can and just take care of yourself this holiday season and, you know, have some good sex, whether it's with yourself or with someone else. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and don't spend all your money on presents. Enjoy the, your time. You know, so many times we look toward the future. And if you can't enjoy the present, when are you going to ever enjoy the future? So try to savor the good times. Try to de-stress and, and not stress out over, you know, frivolous things that go along with the holidays. And take time for yourself. Respect yourself. Absolutely. We love you guys. We, we love, love you. Chat soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye. Goodbye. I was born like my father was in East Tennessee, land of free, free, spent time as a kid, hills of Carolina, mountains and valleys here, there's no place finer, till my time.